This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. The recent case around Hockey Canada has resulted in a lot more discussion around hockey culture. Our guest is Simona Jelinek, lead counsel for Glickstein Lawyers Sexual Abuse and Assault Team. Welcome to the show, Simona. Hi. It's great to be here. Thank you for joining us. Simona, since the Hockey Canada case came to light, a lot more people are talking about issues in hockey than before that don't have to do with the game itself. Is it possible that the case has changed the conversation around sexual assault in our country? I think uh, that not only is it possible, but it actually has, just like it did, you know, about uh, 20 some odd years ago, 25 years ago, when the Maple Leaf Garden scandal broke. And is this temporary, do you think, or a permanent shift? Are we progressing in our discussion, in our conversation? Are we moving forward? I would certainly hope that we are moving forward. I think that every time that something comes out on a national level, there's discussion, and hopefully with the discussion, uh, there's movement forward. I, I think we've already seen some some movement forward since uh, you know the 1990s, and uh, and this will be one more one more step towards a better understanding of sexual violence and uh, better uh, ways to uh, stop it from happening, and if it does happen, to help uh, the survivors of it. Yeah, and there have been other cases with Hockey Canada, but it seems the institution waits until there's a problem to talk about this in the public eye. And I wonder, what does that say about the institution, that they wait until there's a scandal to address the problem? Yeah, well, um, that is a problem that not only um, is a problem with Hockey Canada, but it's essentially a problem with every single institution out there that has had sexual violence within its midst. And and frankly, I think that the primary reason for that is that every time an institution is, is looked at through this critical lens, they come out badly. So they don't want uh, the bad press. They don't want the bad media. They don't want to pay out, for instance, more more lawsuits. Uh, it's essentially to protect themselves, which is why they don't they don't take generally they don't take proactive steps. They take retroactive steps. I think people outside of the hockey playing world have been wondering who to look at for answers, whether it's the coaches or the institutions, or maybe we're supposed to look to the parents or the media. So who do you think we're supposed to be challenging around the culture of coming forward? I think that we need to be challenging everybody in every sector, because it it is not one single entity that that is that is the problem it is all entities that are the problem because sexual violence doesn't just happen when you reach the nhl level it happens all over the place all over the time and if we if if we deal with it by educating people to uh, about what sexual violence is and and how to deal with it and how do you stop yourself from doing it then then that will create actual real change. But in the interim, for right now, we absolutely need to be looking at Hockey Canada and how they've dealt with it, and they've dealt with it incredibly poorly. Can you elaborate on that? Well, um, everything that they've, that they've done has been, has been retroactive. Um, they didn't take steps 
to try to deal with these problems years and years ago. They're dealing with them as they come up, and then they 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 then put their head in the sand again. Um, what they should be doing is is looking at every single aspect of hockey in Canada, because this is hockey Canada that we're talking about, and trying to trying to deal with it from that level. You can't just react to this problem. When you react, it's already too late. What you need to do is be proactive right from the beginning because that will help people. Uh, It'll help people in terms of stopping it from happening in the first case, and it will help people once it does happen to get proper help. They're the perpetrators of assault, but then they're also the bystanders. And then there's also that culture, that uh, dressing room culture that supports and allows the toxicity to continue. And some say it's the result of players having poor mental health. And so I wonder about players' mental health. And there's this brand new study out of UBC Kinesiology that says hockey players are less likely to seek mental health support when they need it. Is that something we should be looking at? Sure. I think it's important to look at everything. Um, I, I have, I have uh, briefly looked at that study. And, and what I can tell you is that, is that I agree in general terms about what it says. You know, hockey players, as well as, frankly, probably any professional athlete, does uh, have with it a certain level of mental distress because of the high tension and, and high anxiety. And all of that leads to, to, to greater issues. But I also think that it starts earlier than at the NHL level. You know, when, when, when little boys or little girls become better at playing whatever sport they're playing and they are very good at it, they are singled out by hockey, uh, by, by, sorry, by coaches, by parents, by everybody, and they're treated differently because of that. And that's where we need to start. That will help players do wonders not only for their own mental health, but also for their family's well-being and other people's well-being. So it, 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 it's, not a, it's not an NHL-specific problem. It is a problem that we're looking at in Canada because hockey is our, is our national sport. It's our, it's our national religion in some ways. Um, but it's got to be deeper than that. It, 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 this is not a bandage issue. This is a much, much more uh, deep topic than, than just what that study says in terms of how how badly the mental health is of of, of hockey players. Simona, you mentioned the families there. Now, I've talked to some hockey moms and dads who say, yes, absolutely, it is a toxic culture. Kids are scared to come forward. They're scared to even speak up in the dressing room. So they say that. Then in the same breath, they tell me, if my kid told me something, I would be scared to go forward because I wouldn't want my kid getting benched. How do we combat that? Well... We do exactly what nobody wants to do, which is address the problem and deal with the problem before it becomes a problem. You know, the reason why, you know, kids are scared to come forward in that kind of culture and parents are are afraid to come forward in that kind of culture is that you got to weigh what the benefits are or what the perceived benefits are. And the perceived benefits are that if if your child or if you are, are, are very good at something, you want to get better and you want to get better and you want to progress because that means that you will at some point hopefully enter enter the NHL or whatever other 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 organization. So so the problem starts with addressing why sexual violence is an issue and that has to start right away. It has to be a societal shift. And if 
if, if, if hockey organizations and if sports organizations start to do that, it will become more of a societal shift because they're changing the actual discussion on a, on a proactive basis. Simona, thank you so much for giving us some of your time today. Absolutely no problem. Thank you so much for having me and having this discussion.